The new NBA season is here. So I am here to answer your questions. Two days in, live mailbag time, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Dave. Download Dave today at Dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Okay. How are how are you all going? How is everybody traveling over here? How is the morning going? How do your fantasy teams go? We are all here ready to... Um, well, not we. I am here. I hope you guys are ready for stuff as well, but we'll find out, won't we? Because we are ready to crack on um, with the Mailbag Show, which is what we do at this time Every week, we might as well just get straight uh, straight into that right now, and we'll get through these questions and just see what sort of questions. Now, I do generally try to prioritize the questions that aren't um, you know, super team-specific. Choose one, this. What do you think of this trade? Like, I'm not going to do that. It's not as interesting for most people. So if there's things that are <clears throat> um, you know, put more uh, portable across multiple people, then I'll do it. Isaac Smith says, is this premiere actually live? No, it's live, mate. That's how I'm reading your questions. The mailbags always go live every time. So do the pregame shows, obviously. Luco Callahan says, I just picked up Derek Lively and Jalen Johnson. In result, I have no streaming position. Would you recommend holding both or freeing one for a streaming spot? No, you hold them. This is what we talk about in these early weeks. Like you use this time to attack these options that appear on the waiver wire. You grab them. If you don't have streaming for this week, it doesn't matter. All right, it is totally okay if you lose the week because of streaming, doesn't matter. Because what might happen is you might see that Jalen Johnson goes back and plays 20 minutes next game, or Derek Lively goes back and stays on the bench and plays 18 minutes. You go, well, that's not actually going to work. Or someone else on your team sucks, or someone else on your team gets injured. So you, you grab the, because it's, it's very unlikely to find these weird rotation sort of pickups, although both Jalen and Lively should have been drafted in every league, but obviously they weren't in yours. So you grab them, you hold them, and then you just see what develops over the next couple of days. Um, what is Xavier Tillman's value on Santi Aldama returns? I have been very adamant about this. I don't think Aldama really impacts him. Aldama does not play center, and the Grizzlies also don't want Jaron Jackson to play center. So while Tillman might not play 34 minutes, he's getting 30. I don't see how he doesn't. Aldama does not really, I don't think, impact Tillman. Remember, they they also didn't play any sort of backup center yesterday at all. I mean, they played Jaron as the backup. That's it. No Kenny Lofton, nothing. So Aldama can come in very easily and take the... the well, David Roddy played 28 minutes. There you go. That's exactly what can happen. Drop Sexton for Jalen Johnson. Yeah, no problem with that whatsoever. Um, Jalen Johnson or a Kongwu? It's still a Kongwu. It was a bad game from a Kongwu yesterday, but it is still a Kongwu. Isn't Bilal just deal on right defensive specialist with same expected minutes? 
Yeah, the difference is, is one of them's 19, the other one's 30, and this team's going nowhere. So hopefully the prioritization eventually would be Bilal. Um, I also don't think that Dillon's going to play 25 minutes a night every game. That sort of came out of nowhere. It's also helped by the fact that Johnny Davis um, wasn't there. And I would guess, even though he's terrible, that they would try and get some minutes into him at some point. So sure, yes, um, Bilal is a defensive guy who can get assists the same as Dillon. I just think that his minutes will get higher. Blake says, how droppable is Josh Hart? Well, on a scale of... I was going to think of something funny, but I can't. It's very early. Yeah, he's droppable. Like the upside's not all that high. Um, hold Trey Murphy, no open IL slot. Uh, that's a tough one, really. We can absorb a couple of losses early on, but that would mean absorbing that for six more weeks, probably. So I would say probably not. Cam Johnson to drop? Absolutely not. What are you guys doing? At least... Jay Neal, apologies. I don't mean to be just directly aggressive towards you. At least it's not the stupidest question I've got. When someone dropped Drew Holiday yesterday and Chet Holmgren. Like, calm down. Okay. Was Drew Holiday's involvement in the offense concerning? Yes, it was. So was Jalen Brown's. But we knew that somebody was going to have to miss out. I would say Derek White's was as well. He had 13% usage. Porzingis and Tatum ran everything. And this is part of my reason why I, I did drop Drew down from being inside the top 50. It's part of the reason why I had Derek White pretty low. Is it like there just weren't enough shot attempts? And I did come around in the last like 10 days to Porzingis being the number two over Jalen Brown, and that worked out okay, but I don't know that that sticks necessarily. Best streams for today, Mo, you're lucky. I did a whole show on that yesterday, but I would add, I would bump Jordan Goodwin up to the top of that list. Um,. Is Jaden McDaniels a long-term ad? It's a little bit hard to tell, Brandon, because A, I don't know in what context or what league or who you'd be dropping. Jaden McDaniels, I don't think he's going to be a big blow-up fantasy guy. It's just very hard. He's not a good rebounder. Great defender without good defensive, without, without huge defensive stats. Not bad defensive stats, but not huge defensive stats and not a high usage player. So he's fine, absolutely, but he's probably not going to be able to push the top 100 or anything like that. How long would you wait for someone like Kulabali to show value? Do you think he gets a chance to get 28 off the bench? I didn't ever really think he was going to get 28 off the bench. I had him pegged as like a 22, 23 minute a night starter. And that's exactly what he got yesterday coming off the bench. Um, but with someone like that, who actually still produced a little bit with those what, three assists and three blocks yesterday, I'd be willing to hold for a couple of weeks to see what they do because it's not like they played Denny Avdia a lot. It was just a weird game. They got their asses kicked. Avdia played 20 minutes. Bilal played 23. Like what happens if it's a competitive game? Does Denny play 30? Does Bilal play 30? I'd like to see two to three games at least before we start to get decisions on that. Um, okay. What do I think about Scoot Henderson? I... This is this is basically just rewriting a thoughts question. I think Scoot Henderson was the number three overall pick and he plays for Portland. Simmons played 23 minutes yesterday. Do I think that continues? That's got to be why drafting him 55 and a credit draft just cuts all the upside out of that pick. Did I take him at 55? I don't think I did, did I? Maybe I did. Um, the minutes were very weird yesterday. And then Jack Vaughn saying, oh, I don't think anyone's going to play over 30. Bro, you're lying. Like, that's just not going to happen. But both him and Didwitty played 23 minutes and they just ran with Cam Thomas for an extended stretch and then didn't play Cam Thomas at all in the second half until like late into the fourth quarter. So the rotations, I think Jacques Vaughn might very quickly veer into one of the worst coaches in the NBA. Some of the stuff he does doesn't make sense. So I wouldn't think that 23 minutes is a reasonable expectation. Um... 
just answered that question, epic brouhaha, very, something very similar anyway. Still confused on the Knicks guard rotation. Who will see the most value through the season? Brunson. And then it's probably quickly. And then it's probably Hart after that, I would guess. What do I think is a rundown of the best point scoring system? Sam, there is no such thing as a best point scoring system. It doesn't exist. There's no best. There's no worst. Right In the end, whatever the players generate, they generate fantasy points. It's not like, well, I'm going to... I saw someone send me something the other day. Like, How do you rate these players in point system? Here's my score. It's like uh, 0.64 for an assist, negative 1.1 for turnovers, 0.89 for field goal made. Like, bro, what are you doing? You're not actually creating anything better or you're just making it worse and more complicated. There's no such thing as a best scoring system that best reflects real life. It doesn't work. We're talking fantasy here. Right, just make it so that it's relatively balanced, so the points don't outweigh everything. That's why the old ESPN plus one minus one system was ridiculous. Um, and just have fun. And look, if, you, if you're playing points, you're doing it because you want to have more fun, or you think it's an easier, simpler system. So don't try to complicate it. There's no best thing. Um, Richard Max says, "Is Max Struess must roster in deeper leagues? Yes, 100% in deeper leagues. He is a must roster player. Without really." Without really any question without it, I wouldn't think. Get back to you guys in a second. Today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor over here, and that is Dave. At one time or another, you need a little financial help. All of us do. That's why Dave is great. Dave can get you cash when you need a hand between paychecks and can help you build credit by settling extra cash advances on time. Finances can be intimidating, so that's why where Dave comes in to help manage your money. Dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money that you need with no interest and then settle up later. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easy. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's D-A-V-E, in case you can't understand my accent. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash LockedOnNBA. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer of fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication system so that when you are in a situation where you need medications, which we all hope we're never in, Jace is there for you. There's so much stuff that goes on in the world. There's earthquakes, there's landslides, there's, we saw the fires in Hawaii, there's uh, hurricanes hitting Florida all the time. There's always something going on, and sometimes you don't have access to that medical care that you need. That's where the Jace case comes in. They've also got gift cards now, so you can buy a gift card for a family member so that they can get a Jace case of their own. Go to jacemedical.com, get yourself this life-saving antibiotic kit, which you can customize as well. And if you enter the code locked on at checkout, you get a $20 discount on your order. The promo code is locked on at jasemedical.com. All right. So let's crack in here. Let's get back to your questions. Do I ever dream of being an NBA coach? No, I don't. A, that would mean moving countries. B, that would mean. Um, uh, look, and honestly, look, I, I can say things about coaches that I can see what is 
good and bad of what they do from a game perspective and rotations. But I couldn't sit out here and run drills. It's not what I'm good at or had any experience. I've coached before, but not basketball. Um, even managing like the egos of a locker room is a tough thing to do. So while I can give ideas on players and rotations, I don't think that I would be a good NBA coach unless I went back in time and like practiced doing it for 20 years. Who ends up with a better ranking, a men or a Sar? I would just say a Sar because I think he's going to outstrip him in minutes pretty pretty quickly. Um, Ted asks, is Jaden Ivey a drippity drop? <laughs> First of all, I like that you called it a drippity drop. Um, that's going to depend a little bit. Now, there are some that might look at this, and I know I talked with Matt Smith about this, uh, about something the other day. Yes, I think it was. Um, you might say it's a bit hair-triggered to drop Ivy after playing only 17 minutes, but I would say that it is a giant red flag, right? We had um, no Boyan Bogdanovic, no Monte Morris, and he still played 17 minutes. He came off the bench in basically every preseason game, and when they needed things to happen with players out, they didn't use him. Now, he can get better, but the fit with him and Cade might be a bit iffy. He needs the ball in his hands, and Killian Hayes has been playing well. The Ivy drop, look, I would say that Ivy's upside is not all that high to begin with. So when I'm viewing plays, like versus like, say, an Okongwu, who struggled a bit yesterday, or Gafford, who had foul trouble struggles as well, right? Or even someone suggesting to drop DeAndre Ayton, I've seen. They struggled yesterday, right? But you look at that, go, well, once the, if they do figure it out, top 50, top 70, top 80, whatever, that's pretty good. If Ivy gets back and starts, what is he, top 130? Like, doesn't really matter that much. Like, it's fair to say that Ivy will be better than what happened yesterday. Like, that is very easy to say. What, four points in 17 minutes? We can all say that. But his best case scenario, is it is it even good enough to bother with? And I would say that when we're trying to balance all the probabilities, the answer is no. So, yeah, like, is he a drop? Sure. Do I study statistics in university? No. Uh, I didn't, well, that's not true. Studied pharmacy and we had a statistics portion of what we did, but it, I didn't study to be a statistician or anything like that, no. Would I rather Lively or a Kongwu? I would rather a Kongwu. Um, okay. Let's have a look. Do I drop Tobias Harris? For, no, you don't drop Tobias Harris. Like, he hasn't even played yet. You must have someone worse. And this is time for me to throw a PSA out there. I know a lot of you can't um, change this, but if you're playing in a league, and I know some of you are like, I only play in 18 leagues. There's only seven friends that want to play. I get that, right? I'm not going to hear shame you for not having more friends to play fantasy basketball, even though you can join other leagues where there are more people worldwide, which is a different story. But if you are going to play in a shallow league, eight teams, 10 teams, for the love of God, make your rosters bigger. Do not go with the bullshit default. The, the default leagues already are too shallow, and I've talked about this a lot. There's like almost 550 players in the NBA, and we roster 150 of them, and we have three bench, and you have to use the, the entire roster every single day. It's ridiculous. We need larger rosters. We should default to 175 at least, I would say, players, maybe 180 on a roster. If you're an eight-team league and you're going 13 deep, that's 100 players rostered. It's not even... It's two-thirds of every starter. And it just makes the, the game, I don't think, very fun because there's just good players being dropped. There's a bunch of 70 players who are in similar value who are just churning through. And it's about guessing when they hit on the right day. Make your rosters deeper. 
if I looked into collecting watches, no, Julian, I haven't. I know my brother started doing that. I have not. I can't really afford another like expensive habit after collecting sneakers. How long will I hold on to Wiggins? Longer than just one game. I know that much. In fact, I'd probably hold on to him for a full 82-game season. Is Sohan worth keeping in a category league? Yes. Why would you consider dropping Sohan? Yes. Nurk or Duran for season long, Javon? The answer is both. Very clearly both. It's Duran over Nurkic, but it is very clearly both. Is Eric Gordon a good stream for tonight? Yes, he is. You're worried about the percentages? Well, he shot 25% last game. That was dreadful. Look at yourself in the mirror. Have a real hard think and look and go, do I think that 25% is realistic for him to shoot every game? And you'll slap yourself and go, no, of course it isn't. Now, is he going to be a 70% shooter? No. But like, don't be looking at that and go, oh my God, worst shooter ever. It's going to be shit every game. He has got a, a documented history of being a solid to strong shooter and his overall usage in minutes should trump that today. And if he has a bad game, oh well, like that's just what happens. You've got to use the right process. I can't predict if he's going to be a 10% or a 50% shooter. I can't predict that. It's why head-to-head matchups, we don't focus on variance enough. It happens, man. But this happens so extremely during this portion of the season. There's one game, so we've got one bit of data to look at. We're recording, going to kill my percentages. Yeah, and then he'll have a 10-game t- run where he shoots 52%, and then he'll have one 25% game in there, and you won't even pay any attention to it. So this, again, this is part of what I feel, not my job is, but we're doing this show, is it's not to provide individual specific drop and add, and this is like, look at the whole picture of everything that you're doing, because there are very easy lessons to learn there. Sorry didn't mean to go off on you is Taylor Horton Tucker a drop if I do drop should I grab a man Thompson well Horton Tucker you everyone well knows my stance on Horton Tucker I don't think he's a very good player I think if he was going to start and play starters minutes you would roster him but as I said many times it's not going to take long before he gets benched because I don't think he is good and then first game he came out and he looked like trash and that team looked like trash right but would a men Thompson be my prioritization guy? Like he's probably going to be stuck in a low minute role for most of the season. So Horton Tucker can be a drop, sure. But is a men the guy you add? I don't know about that. Am I still going to jack people off? Yeah, of course I am. I jacked someone off yesterday and well, maybe the day before and someone uh, in the comments went, do Australians, I do my American accent, do Australians not know what jacking someone off is? Man, it sounds mad sus. No, no, we, we, we know what it is. We know what it is. Um, Monty's trying to make Jaden Ivey play defense. He's a cone. He is. He is. And we'll see whether that changes or not. We'll find out, won't we? That will be interesting. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. What is Price Picks, you ask? Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also coincidentally, the easiest and the most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling other players and their projections and spreadsheets and all the time in the world that they have, it's you versus projected stats. And you just look at them and go, uh, more or less. And you do that for up to six players. And you can actually win 25 times your entry fee back. You can turn 10 bucks into 250 with just a few taps all through football season, all through basketball season. And of course, as we wait for disc golf season to start, has it started yet? I don't know. But we can go and do that as well. So Price Picks also offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. I hope they pay out in tacos. Price Pick discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. 
So go to pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepix.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA. Get your first deposit match up to $100. This will uh, bring us in here to get some more questions going. There's a lot of people in the chat. Love it. It's great to have you here. I remember the old days when you used to play sound drops off your phone. Yeah, man, that's a long time ago, isn't it? It's like four or five years ago at least. Um, do I think Chris Paul could finish top 60? I do think that is possible, yes. Jeremy Lye says, do I drop Josh Hart or Zaya? I think both of those guys are droppable. Did I have a prediction yesterday that ended up being really off? Yeah, I'm sure I did, actually. Like, it was prob- Kongwu was probably one of them. Um, like, obviously, he was way worse than I thought. DeAndre Ayton was way worse than I thought. I'm never going to get everything right. I'm never going to get 80% of things right. I get, I think, the vast majority of the overarching themes of things as a general rule, pretty pretty accurate. Um, but again, game-to-game variance. I'm going to bang this all season. If you're sick of me talking about game-to-game variance, you might as well tune out and go go somewhere else, go to a different channel that doesn't um, appreciate the weekly nature or the daily nature of fantasy sports because that is so key. It's so important to note that like Walker Kessler had zero blocks yesterday, win you the week in blocks. He had zero blocks yesterday, right? That doesn't mean that he's going to have them every game. He might have three tomorrow or the next game. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's It averages out and we try and ride through the ups and downs. But we have to really be cautious. That you're not going to nail everything every single day. It's not going to happen. I, I know that much. Um, What do I think about the minutes management will be between Fultz, Anthony, and Suggs? How will it impact their value? Well, I think it's relatively clear that it'll be Fultz playing 30, Cole plays 27, Suggs plays 25. I think I don't see any other way they do it. Suggs might sometimes push to 28, but that's how... Yesterday was just an absolute ass-kicking, so the minutes were a bit all over the place, but that's how I think they go. And I think that probably makes Suggs a droppable guy if there is someone you want to go and add. Um, what do I have? End of season ESPN points league for Walker Kessler. I don't know what that means. Was a bit concerned yesterday. As you should, as you're well aware, I was down on him. Is Dennis Schroeder's performance real? Like it's real in terms of, yes, he, he played and he started. Is he going to score like 20 a night? No, he's not. But he's in a really strong role and he should be rostered. Um, Okay. For accurate rankings... Why don't you use an algorithm that sims seasons based on projected stats and rank by which players' teams have highest win percentage with large enough N? This is perfect. It is, but that's not the point of what Durant is or what rankings do. Like That's fine, but what that... You say accurate. What that assumes is that the projections are accurate. Now, I've, I've looked into doing it this way as well, and I think there is valid... Or there is validity into looking at looking at projections that go, which player actually contributes the most wins? And I have started, I did actually do some work on this. And interestingly, I think one of the guys that came out on top when I did this was like AD, Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic were the top four players in terms of um, sizable category wins against a team of average players. I need to do more work on it. But it also, it's not going to give you accuracy necessarily because the projections have to be right for that to be the case. Part of my thing with Durant was not as much for forward projections, but more for looking back on the value that a player provided to when we can go in and say, well, you know, this guy was actually the 12th best player. Eh, not sure that's true, right? So that's sort of how we can value that way. But there is value in what you're saying, and I have started to look into it, but it probably won't come to fruition more until next season where I do more of that plus game-to-game variance, two things that I really looked into a lot this uh, last yeah, month or so. 
Um, is Brogdon worth a hold in a points league? I, again, you got no context. You're in a 15, 16, 30, 80 team league. I got no idea. In a 12 team league, I wouldn't be relying upon Malcolm Brogdon to score 20 points in 21 minutes again. And I don't think he's a particularly strong points league guy. RS Day says, how am I feeling about Cade's health this season? Exactly the same as I'm feeling about anybody else's health. I cannot predict injuries. I cannot predict health. Um, there is no real reason for me to... I'm just going to move that chat box up. I didn't realize it was so low. There's no reason for me to have any level of concern at this point. Um, where do I project Mark Williams in ESPN points? All my projections over are on Basketball Monster, but he is, if I go and have a look... Again, the, the rankings, like people just over-obsess about where, what numbers a guy ranked. In the end, the guy that... Let's have a look, right? And I'll tell you how my projections look. And we can get an idea. So I've got Mark Williams at 81 in ESPN points. He had... What do you have yesterday? 46 fantasy points. Are obviously huge. I don't have him averaging that much each day, but I might adjust that. But I've got him at like 81. And the difference between that and the guy at 61 is under four fantasy points. And the difference between 81 and the guy at 116 is four fantasy points, right? So these things are really squished in. Now, the 40 that he got was great. I'm not sure he continues that level, but but he could. And if he gets 40 a game, then he's like a top 50 player. So that is distinctly possible. Would I rather never shave again or become a Raptors fan? For, for, the, for the joke of it, never shave again. For the reality of it, I don't dislike the Raptors at all. So sometimes I need to shave because it gets unruly and it gets uncomfortable. So I'd be, be a Raptors fan because I, I don't dislike them. Although certain of their fans could be a little on the nose. Am I worried about Pirtle? Um, You're always going to have a little bit of worry, but I do believe that he was ill leading up to the game and his minutes may have been reduced because of that. I surely hope it wasn't because they think Precious Achura is good. Um. Okay. Who surprised me? Who are you keeping an eye on? Well, Max Thomas, Max Thomas, Max Struess and Cam Thomas surprised me, especially Max Struess. I didn't expect that he would lead the team in rebounds. Um, Thomas having a 45% usage also was a little surprising too. Can I talk about time long, long-term? Time Lord long-term beating domination. Man, that's a hard, I don't know why that's so hard to read. Um, I don't think that Williams is going to overtake Aiden. No, I don't think that's going to happen. What does depressed penis mean? It means you've got a sad dick. Bay. Um, is there such a thing as a sell high early in the season? Yeah, there is. Because as you know, Jared, people are panicking and overreacting. They are. The prime candidates will always be the guys that you just picked up. Jalen Johnson, Derek Lively. You, you, you try it. It depends. If your league is full of people who have um, a level of self-control and restraint, then it's not going to be possible in like 90% of leagues. But I see dumb shit everywhere. There's so much silly stuff happening with wild reactions or even people contemplating some of these moves, meaning that sometimes it will get pulled off giggity. Um, is it acceptable to drop Sohan for Jalen Johnson? Your rest of season projections show Sohan for JJ is a no-brainer. First of all, yes, Lord, I would highly suggest make sure you turn off turnovers for absolute God's sake. Unless you believe Dylan Wright was a 60% a 60 spot better fantasy player than Giannis Antetokounmpo last season, I will not hear your arguments for having turnovers involved in rankings. I just won't. So if you want to believe that, then go for it. Now, in saying that, 
Sohan versus Jalen Johnson in projections. Let's have a look where I've got them. Yeah, look, the difference between them is like six or 10 spots, I think, in my rankings. So I did move Jalen up a little bit, but I don't know that he's going to play 29 minutes every game. These are both top 110 type of players. So again, um, that's, yeah. You got to look at that. You surely might have someone to better to drop or worse to drop. Locked on fantasy basketball bowl managers are complaining on the player cap per position. Thoughts? Um, bad luck. I'm not changing it. It's, I don't, people just hate anything that's different. Like, God forbid we ever try to improve the game of fantasy basketball. You will get used to it. If you don't, I'm sorry. Like, that is the rules. It's the way it's been the whole way through. It's just the way it is. Complain about it. It's not changing. Where can I find some rankings? Have a draft in three hours. You're a couple of days late, but it's on basketballmonster.com. Do I think Christian Wood is a drop? Welcome to the show for the first time. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, all right. We're going to do... It's almost time to finish here. We're going to do one more question. Rat Smacker says, how do I feel about the new lock-in on sleeper? A, not new. B, terrible. Um, it's bad. Right, like it's it's just not a good system. The sleeper system it looks pretty. It's all good. Their fantasy basketball offering shit house. No category option. You can only use their system of lock in or game pick. Their bad systems don't use them. Asteroid, am I saying to turn off turnovers in points? No, I'm saying in category leagues. In points, it doesn't matter what your category is. It's how many fantasy points do you score. Uh, it's very simple. JD asks an age old question for the last question. Settle a debate between me and my wife. Is it chicken parma or chicken parmi? It's a big question. It is one that people are going to be looking to me for the answer for. And the answer to that question is, it is a chicken palm ah. So I hope you got it right. And that will bring us to the end of today's live mailbag. There will be a daily look ahead show for Friday and a pregame show going at 7 p.m. Eastern today. So get back and tune in there. Hit a thumbs up on the way out. And guys, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.